The Beers and Ears podcast is sponsored by Riss and Cal. This holiday season in your search for stocking stuffers, you don't have to be like the Mad Titan, scouring the universe to collect all six stones. Instead, find all the tech accessories you need for your friends and family in one place. Whether it's wireless neck fans for those warm days at the studios, or a waterproof case for when you're searching for that wandering rabbit, they've got an entire assortment. When you go to fourfrills.com shop, that's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop. Select your items and then use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S at checkout. You'll get 15% off your purchase. Don't forget that proceeds of the purchase go to help nonprofits and a portion of the proceeds help to support the Beers and Ears podcast as well. So head on over to fourfrills.com and use that promo code today to get a jump start on your holiday shopping. Let's start the show. My name is King T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka. I am the sovereign ruler of the nation of Wakanda. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges, while the foolish build barriers. Who gon' pray for me? Take my pain for me. Save my soul for me. Cause I'm alone to see. If I gon' die for you, if I gon' kill for you, then I spill this blood for you. Hey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name's Casey. And I'm Matt. This sounds a little bit different than what you've been listening to over the last several episodes, and there's a reason for that. We're going to lift the curtain up here for a couple of minutes. Um, Today is September 3rd, 2020, and you have been listening for several weeks now, our Infinity Saga series. And today we are going to be discussing Black Panther. We want to lift the curtain up just a little bit. Because as we record this, six days ago, uh, tragedy struck when um, the world, as I'm teared up saying this, uh, lost uh, Chadwick Boseman. Now, we've presented the series in such a way that this is an ongoing, you know, daily podcast for you to listen as we gear up for Black Widow. And last week, we actually recorded uh, this episode on Thursday, and then we got the news um, Friday night uh, that he had passed away. And Matt and I had a chance to talk. And while we're going to go ahead and air that episode in just a little bit, we wanted to take a moment to just talk about the legacy, the legend that is Chadwick Boseman and and what he brought, uh, not only to Black Panther, but just to to his his bigger than life personality and what it meant to so many people around the world. Does that sound about right, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it was really weird to do a Black Panther episode to talk about it. And then the next day, have the news drop that the actor who plays Black Panther died. And and it was one of those, I, I had to check it. Like, I saw it on social media, but like anything with social media, it's, okay, before I just blurt this out, 
I need to fact check this. This this can't be true. How did he die of colon cancer? Nobody knew about this. Like, you, you don't, I, I know people with cancer. And I'm sure you know people with cancer. And I'm sure our listeners know people with cancer. It, it, you show some signs of it. And there was just never any, any, no one knew. And so it was just a total, total blindside. And, and it was just really weird to have talked about it. And then that happens the next day. Yeah. And I mean, you sent me the text. I, I, again, this was Friday night. I think you sent me the text because I had gone to bed. And for whatever reason, I think I heard the vibration or whatever. I'd been in, been asleep for maybe 10 minutes or so. I heard the vibration. And I woke up and Nate was still up. And I, and I looked at the text and I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, what? And I'm like, Chad Mc, Chadwick Bozeman passed away. And then, of course, as soon as I opened it up, I found it. I think the first article I found was the Washington Post. And then by the time I got that posted in the Beers and Ears podcast group, uh, it was all over. TMZ had it. Then Disney really, or I think Marvel released something. Then Disney released something. And this is one of those moments in, in just world history and in societal history where the world takes a collective breath. Um, we're living in a very... Um, very interesting time, as everybody knows. Now, by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be a few months, well, not even a few months, about a month or so away. But we're living in a very interesting time. The world is more divided than it's ever been before. Yet, I think back to when Black Panther debuted and the the absolute just treasure that he brought to that movie. And not just that movie. I mean, he played Jackie Robinson. He's played in a number of other films. And, and he he allowed, at least with Black Panther, someone, a child who's who's African American, to look up on the big screen and see a superhero that looks like them. And he, from everything I've read, because I've had a chance to read up on him, that the amount of times that he would make appearances and uh, go into hospitals and just spend time with children who were sick and just randomly make people's day, he is one of those blessings from God that you don't see in a lot of people. And I've also seen people who interviewed him who, you know, said, oh, you know, you had to gain a bunch of weight for this film and lose a bunch of weight and gain a bunch of weight. You look kind of exhausted. And he would, in his response of the article is, you have no idea. I'll, I'll tell you about it all someday. And the person who was doing this interview was just like looking back on that interview now, it's like, I, I now know what he was going through. And that's just, that's so crazy. And you mentioned him going into hospitals and meeting with kids. He knew what those kids were going through and yet still chose to take time out of his day and spend energy to make those kids day. And that just, that speaks a lot to his character. Um, you know, I, I know so many people that something happens to them and they shut down, they, they retreat, they, they just have this horrendous outlook on life and you want them to like snap out of it. And he stayed so grounded in the midst of fighting a, uh, a horrible, horrible fight yeah. and did big name movies. Like, I mean, all the Avengers movies, the Infinity War and Endgame, he he uh, he did, and his roles as Thurgood Marshall and James Brown and Jackie Robinson, like th these are iconic people from history that he played very very well. And and listeners, if you have not seen other films with Chadwick Boseman, if Black Panther is your only 
uh, experience with Chadwick Boseman as an actor, you are missing out. He really an all around great actor and he will be missed in film. Yeah, he actually was cast in a Netflix war drama called The Five Bloods that Spike Lee directed. Uh, it actually just released in June. Um, the way it was described was the character was heroic. He's, he's a superhero. Who did we cast? We cast Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgold Marshall, and we cast T'Challa. I mean, that just gives you an idea of the way that he was able to, to, to portray, you know, these characters. And if you look at the way, just the, the way the response was to his death too, um, it's been, you know, his death's been compared to other unexpected deaths like Kobe Bryant this year, Naya Riviera this year. Um, and, and the amount of people, the outpouring of love that, that kind of showed, I didn't realize this until I looked it up. So, his death was announced in a tweet, a, a tweet, you know, it is with the measurable grief that we confirm the passing of Chadwick Boseman. He was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016 and battled in the last four years and so on. This was, this was tweeted on August 28th, 2020. And, um, it was tweeted on, and, and within 24 hours, it had accumulated 6 million likes surpassing the previous record holder of the most liked tweet in history. The most liked tweet in history up to that point was no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or background or his religion, which was tweeted by Barack Obama at 4.3. Right now, this tweet has 7.6 million likes to it. Wow. So it, it didn't just beat it. It like shattered it. It, it. Away. it shattered it. It blew it away. Some of the other things that um, are being proposed to pay honor. Well, first and foremost, ABC, which of course is owned by Disney, did something that is very rare for a major corporation, but they did. They did a full airing of Black Panther on Sunday night. Um, paying tribute to him along with a, a kind of a retrospective of his life, his career, um, completely commercial free. They didn't have any commercials during this on ABC. That's unheard of. I mean, that that is absolutely amazing. Um, there's a change.org petition right now seeking to replace a monument in his hometown of Anderson, I think South Carolina is where he's from, um, which collected more than 50,000 thousand signatures within less than a week which surpassed its original goal of 15,000 signatures and wow. there's a huge petition out there right now for disney to name him an immediate disney legend yeah i mean it it seems to make perfect sense um you know i it just it's it, it, I, I'm, it, I'm i'm lost for words on it. it it's 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 just very sad to see an actor who was in his prime doing his craft so well and then not just doing his craft so well, but then interacting with the world so well. Um, it just, that's, it's, it's really sad to lose that. This is one of those moments too. You know, I remember um, when Robin Williams passed away back in 2014, back in August of 2014, I remember I was in, I was in my bedroom, I was laying on the bed um, and Nate looked over to me and goes, Robin Williams died. And I remember the, the gasp of breath that I had when I had heard that. And, and, you know, other people have had similar reactions to other celebrities passing away. Again, Kobe Bryant comes to mind this year. Um, uh, the Paul Walker, when he passed away a few years ago was another example of someone. This is one of those moments for me that I had that same gasp of, wow, like it, it's up there with just as devastating a loss for me. Um, or, or when, remember when Cameron Boyce passed away last year from descendants. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, 
to, to pass away from, from something like this. The world will never, ever be able to see that talent again. That's it. They, but that's the beauty of motion pictures. And, you know, we've talked about this before where, you know, these are very human things, these projects that are taking, taking on movies, the, 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 the rides that we go enjoy at Disney. These are very human things done by very human people. And, um, you know, his, it's going to be hard to find someone like him moving forward because of just how talented he was and how great of a spirit he was. I know this is, um, uh, you know, the last thing on our, on anybody's mind right now, or uh, ideally it, it, it should be, but you know, uh, the question I was asking is what happens with the MCU, who, what happens and kind of the prevailing theory is that they won't replace him. Is that Shuri will take over as the black Panther. That's that is, something that is what I'm seeing too. And I, and apparently that's what happens in the comics. Yeah. So absolutely a great tribute to the comics. And, you know, I think of the way that Lucasfilm handled the legacy of Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia. And if it's done anywhere near that, I think that we're in good hands. And I, and I really do yeah. think that Disney understands the sensitivity um, and really just the fans who want to see this done right. And I think Shuri, uh, and again, you're going to hear in this episode here in just a couple of minutes how much Matt and I absolutely love Shuri. We talk about her quite a bit. I think that is absolutely um, where they need to go with this. So I, I agree with you 100. So, do you have? Yeah, I think thoughts? I think trying to replace him is a. I don't think any actor would want to do it. <laughs> and could they? I, I just. It, yeah. Anytime, mm-hmm. It's very hard when you go back to think about replacements of main characters. It's very hard. I mean, we joke about Don Cheadle taking over. You know, for um, uh, the gentleman who played in the first Iron Man, Terrence Howard. Yeah, I mean, we joke about that, but I can't. I mean, Terrence Howard, okay, fine, he played him in the first one, but Don Cheadle is Rhodey. I mean, like that, he he made it his own because again, that wasn't a main character at the time. He was kind of a side character, right? This this is a big deal, and again, it's an iconic deal, and I just don't think anybody would want to step in. And, and the times that people have tried to step in have oftentimes failed. I mean, I'm thinking about years ago when, when Heath Ledger passed away and they were in the middle of shooting Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Um, great movie, but then you had three different uh, actors who tried to step in and play the same character uh, in different versions of his life or whatever, and it just didn't work, and then the movie just kind of went away because it just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So here's what's going to happen. Um Obviously, this particular episode is much longer than 23 minutes, and there's a reason for that, because, again, what you're about ready to hear, um, and we're going to play it in its entirety, you're going to hear the opening just like normal, um, is our kind of just assessment of Black Panther and and what we thought of it. Um, That was recorded last week um, prior to everything happening, but we felt that it would be a way to honor the work that Chadwick Boseman did on the movie um, to make sure that you were able to hear it uh, in its entirety and, and you know, contemporary, com- contemporary, I always screw that word up, in the moment. So let's put it that way. We, we thought it would be good to, to, to air it in the moment as it was done. So um, without any further ado, the Infinity Saga series, Black Panther Review.
I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. This is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Day 18 of the Infinity Saga series. My name is Matt. My name is Casey. We are to Black Panther now. Uh, one of, we're, we're getting into more recent ones, like ones that I can really remember where I was when I saw this movie. <laughs> I can remember where I was when I saw the trailer for this movie, and that would have been the Disney Store Woodfield Mall, Schomburg, Illinois. Uh, yeah, this was 2017. I remember this movie like it was yesterday, to be honest. Did you, did you know that this movie was coming? 2018, not 2017. Because this would have been January 2018, I believe, right? It was February 2018. Yeah, I so yeah, because yeah, so, I would have started at the Disney Store January 29th, 2018 um, for International, and then February 16th, you're right. So there you go. Because I had started at the Disney Store with you in November at the Woodfield Store. So I remember I remember all the merch. I remember, I remember how big of a deal this was. Um, did I know the movie was coming? I don't know. In what context? What do you mean? Like, uh, I, I I knew this movie was coming for a long time because when Marvel announced that phase, I remember I was it, I was still living in my apartment. My wife and I were just married. It was our first year of marriage way back in like 2014, 2015. And they announced the whole slate of films. And I remember seeing Black Panther on there and I was like, yes, I am so excited for that movie. So I, I like this was one of those that I had I had been watching very closely for like three years. Well, this is one of those times where you can definitely tell there's a difference between, uh, you know, someone like you who um, who is a who's a comic book fan and knows about the character already and then somebody like me who doesn't know about the character who's, who, who's just you know along for the ride with the mcu um and and gets totally immersed in the story and and you know even remember i, I remember when he shows up in in civil war you go, oh that's kind of cool you don't really know who he is at that point at least you know those of us who are not comic book fans and you say oh, that's kind of cool but then you get to really dive into his history and his his um, just the significance of who he is and this whole kingdom. And I'm really excited to kind of talk about that today, especially, um, you know, which is the kind of year that we've had. I mean, it's October 2020 has been a crazy year, um, you know, in the context of police brutality this year, uh, in the context of, of, of just the, the killings that have happened this year, and, and not just this year, I mean, we're talking decades of this, but to have that kind of in the context of what we're talking about right now, it's a it's an interesting juxtaposition for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and, and can I say this? That's what I love about the MCU is that a comic book fan, and I'm even a very casual comic book fan, there are more hardcore people out there so someone who is a hardcore comic book fan, a casual comic book fan, and have no idea on the comic books of what's happening, this is an accessible medium for all those types of people. So I, I, I really appreciate, as you were saying, that I really was reflecting on that and appreciating that. Yeah, so I, I, I think that um, that's one of the reasons why I love this movie, and this movie resonated so well 
with just people all around the world because for the first time, some a person of color, a, per, a child of color, was really able to see uh, a superhero on the screen that looked like them and represented in such a kick butt way, man. Like I think what I absolutely love about this movie, and we're going to kind of get into some of the the kind of the details here, is this idea of Wakanda being this hidden secret gem that in the long run is more technologically advanced than anywhere else on the planet, than Europe, the United States, than anything. And the whole world does not have a flipping clue about it. Right. And, and not just, and not just that. Flip it. like, like way, yeah. way far out. <laughs> really, really. And, and I just, and I love also just some of the subtle tie-ins to previous movies, right? You know, whether it be Claw, uh, Claw or Claw, Claw, however you say his name. No, you Claw, you're Claw. Yeah, whether it be Claw from a couple previous movies before, whether it be uh, the CIA, CIA, CIA guy, Ross, right? Having him tied in from previous movies. Which, by the way, isn't it a little weird that there's two different military people named Ross? It, it, it is really weird and confusing to kind of uh, uh, track. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was thinking it, about that as I was watching it for, the, for, the, for like the second or third time. I'm going, wait a second, isn't there a Thaddeus Ross? Too? Like, I'm like, what, what is this? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. yeah, there's General Thunderbolt Ross, which is the Secretary of State now, and then yeah. there's Everett Ross, which is Martin Freeman's character in Civil War and uh, this movie. <laughs> All right, so let's let's we're already kind of diving into this. What is your favorite part? Like, what what do you absolutely love about this movie? It is any of the action sequences. So right. the um, the first, you know, at the beginning of the movie when he uh, attacks that convoy, it just oh, awesome. Uh, the chase scene where he's, um, you know, Shuri has taken control of the car and he's running and chasing the car, and that that scene is just so cool. Uh, I mean, Shuri is my favorite character from this movie. I mean, Black Panther. Mine too. I was just going to say the same thing. I love her so much. The real question is, what are those? Why do you have your toes out in my lap? But you don't like my royal sandals. I wanted to go old school for my first day. Yeah, I bet the elders loved that. <laughs> Try them on. Fully automated. Like the old American movie Baba used to watch. Mm. And I made them completely sound absorbent. Interesting. Guess what I call them? Sneakers. She's she's the right balance of funny with her like what are those comment and um, but also like the tech genius of Wakanda. Yeah, I, I think it's nice to also just again see an African American female character played as a genius, as someone who's smart at that young of an age, and I believe they're also setting her up to potentially kind of at some point, maybe even take over the mantle of Iron Man at some point. There's been some rumors of that, right? To yeah, kind of that, be the new Iron Man. That's a big thing in the comics that um, there's there's a new Iron Man and it is an African-American female. And so in terms of the MCU, that could very much work. I think also one of my other favorite characters besides Shuri, I love Michael B. Jordan uh, as Killmonger. Maybe we can still heal you. Why? 
so you could just lock me up. Yeah. Uh, just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships. Because they knew death was better than bondage. I think this is one of those times where the villain doesn't have to be extra human. The villain doesn't have to be this superhuman thing that's trying to take over. He's just who I just think plays this villain. And yet he's not a superhuman villain. He's not trying to take over the world. He's trying to take over the kingdom. Don't get me wrong. But he plays the villain so well that you actually feel for him. You you understand where he's coming from and he he is he's he's got these abilities not only physically but mentally and and um he's smart and the way he plots this out like that scene in the air in the at the airport where he's just like screw it bang 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 kills you know all three of them who are with him um and then drags claw to the gate knowing knowing the reaction it's going to get from the wakandan people like Again, you're the one who has more problems with villains than I do. So what's your take on him? Uh, I'm 100% with you that this villain uh, does so well because his his whole goal is not one that you go, that's ridiculous. It it makes sense. Like it it makes sense where his whole thing of I want to take control of Wakanda because um, and and because. you know, there was the whole thing. My 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 dad was wronged by your dad, and and all this other stuff. And I have rights to this royal bloodline. And then his and African American people have been oppressed. We have the technology. We should go out and 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 use the technology that we have to take back and and get back at everybody do you you find yourself in that moment kind of doing the whole yeah yeah absolutely you need to go like you almost you find yourself going yeah that makes total sense you should do that yeah and 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 so so that makes sense now the other side of that is you know the the uh t'challa is is saying no we need to what he does at the end of the film, we need to partner with the rest of the world, share our knowledge and make sure that we can move, uh, move uh, forward together. But again, the villain's whole point is not one that is so far fetched. No, it's not. Let me ask you this. Um, Again, you're the comic book fan. So you may have already known, known this in the comics. I don't know, but the moment that you realize who he is in relation to the start of the movie. Cause the start of the movie is kind of, you, you see it, you don't really understand it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a part of the puzzle, but there's a lot of missing pieces. But then the moment midway through, when you finally realize who this guy is, he's that kid who looked up and saw the spaceship or the, you know, the flying machine. And you, you realize who he is and whose son he is and everything. Does that, did that take you back? Did that make your breath go away the first time you saw it? Like it did mine or did you knew that was coming? I didn't know it was coming, so it was it was a surprise for me. The Black Panther comics, I, I had read some of them, um, but not a ton. So I did not have a ton of knowledge of the character outside of I just loved that there was a character who was not just a superhero because I mean, essentially, he's like Captain America, where 
it, he's this symbol of the country, but Captain America is not the president or the king of America. Mm-hmm. And this was the Black Panther is the symbol, the protector, the people that will kind of look up to, but he's also the king. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, the scene when they're on the ledge and they're fighting and and he throws T'Challa over and um, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Nakia goes to, to the queen. My queen, we've got to go. Like you can feel it in the pit of your stomach, the pain, the anguish that her and Shuri and Okaya, all of them are, are, are feeling in that moment. And then the loyalty that Okoya um, shows to the new king, basically, but the other two have to flee. You, you, the director just does such a darn good job, just a darn good job at making you like, making you feel like you're outcast in that moment because you're living this. Like you go from being the perspective of T'Challa to being the perspective of being outcast and not knowing. I mean, yes, you know, he's going to return. I mean, let's be honest with you. You know that he's, he's the main character, but in that moment, you feel lost, just as lost as the queen feels. And to have them have to go um, to, to M'Baku and, and basically beg on their knees in that moment when Angela Bassett's character is on her knees begging, it's just, it's, it, the, the emotional heartstrings and moments in that movie are just, they're so amazing. Yeah, and I mean, overall, I, I, I don't know if you have a, uh, if you have a least favorite part. I, 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 a lot of times I like to have a least favorite part to, you know, just fill the segment, but I, I, I don't have a bad thing to say about this movie. And, 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 and that's not like some kind of, I'm afraid to say something bad about it. I, I genuinely don't think there's a bad part of this movie. You know, as I kind of think through it, um, no, I, I, I don't. I, I, I love this movie. The characters are so well-rounded. The acting is so well-rounded. The writing is so well done. The direction, the action sequences, again, that car chase sequence like you talked about before, the tech, um, up until even the end credit scene where Bucky's there. Like, it's... This offered... So this was 2018. So this was, what, three months before Infinity Wars came out, right? So this offered... I think 2018 was the year that there were... Was it three MCU movies or was it four? It was three or it was four because it was Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, right? Endgame, I'm sorry, Infinity Wars, and then Ant-Man and Wasp, I think all came out in 2018. Yes. So Thor Ragnarok, and I think that's right. And you look it up while I keep talking, but... uh, I, I, you know, obviously Infinity Wars was going to be the one that was really draining, right? Ant-Man and Wasp, you knew, was going to have kind of that funny that funny uh, uh, kick to it because, again, Ant-Man. Thor Ragnarok, everyone wasn't sure what the heck was going to happen with that because of what happened with the Dark World. And that ended up being a really fun movie, completely different than what we expected. This one was the, this was the outlier, I think, in a lot of ways. No one knew what to expect with this. And it... I mean, it, 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 if I'm not mistaken, it was nominated for a couple of Academy Awards, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, just a couple fact checks. So while Ragnarok is, because we're doing chronological, is it, Ragnarok came out in 2017. Oh, it did. Okay. Um, All right. So, so it was within, within the year. 
Yes. So it was within okay. the year. So I mean, you went, you went Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant Man, Wasp. So just okay, as Captain a Marvel after that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what was your question? <laughs> so my question is, wasn't Black Panther nominated for some awards too? Um. I'm you know, this is... certain it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna look. Hold on. See, guys, this is what happens. We're we're, we're looking uh, uh, while we're talking, but I'm fairly certain it was. I know it was marketed really heavily. Um, I mean, in yeah. in terms of like, I mean, I, I just put, you you Google awards, and I mean, from an NAACP um, standpoint, like it won a ton of awards. And and honestly, this this is a good good time to touch on this. Um, it, 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 I I've talk to a lot of people in um, that are people of color and especially African-Americans on what this movie really meant to them, that this was really an impactful movie because it, it's not just that the main characters, African-American and, and a ton of the side characters. I mean, really Everett Ross is the only white guy. <laughs> um, you know, you, the, there's a trope that, Oh, every movie has the token black guy. Well, this was a, a, just maybe a token white guy. So yeah. Yeah. He was at the end and not really a character in the film, but it's not just that, but it was Ryan Coogler. The, the director of this movie is African-American and and has directed some other great films. So it wasn't just like, ah, we need an African-American to do this film. It was, no, this is, it is important for us to put good African-American directors into this film. I, I really, I truly believe if a white guy had done this film, it would have missed really missed. And so I'm, I'm happy that Marvel Studios recognized that this was a movie that had to be done by an African-American because it, it, they, they needed that element in this movie. Yeah. So as far as um, uh, kind of box office returns, I was just pulling up a couple of things here just to kind of get an idea of what the box office was um, on this comparative to other movies um, that were released in that one-year time period, right? So just to give you an idea, so Black Panther had a $200 million budget and brought in $1.34 billion. I remember during that time period, people were seeing that movie two, three, four times. Wakanda Forever was the line of the year in that case, right? Now, to put that into perspective, Thor Ragnarok, which was the one before that, $854 million, right? Ant-Man and the Wasp, which came after Infinity Wars, did $622 million, right? So literally less than half. Uh, Captain Marvel did $1.1 billion. I would argue two reasons on that. Number one, it was the movie after, uh, it was kind of the movie that would bring the, the kind of the thing right before Endgame. And it was, again, a, a primarily female character protagonist. So I think that's why you saw that. The only other two movies that rivaled Black Panther are Infinity War and Endgame. Infinity War did two, $2 billion and Endgame did $2.8 billion, right? So Black Panther is up there with one of the highest grossing Marvel movies of all time. And there's a reason for it. It's a well-done movie. It represents African-American characters better than any movie that I can think of, right? Um, and it's got a compelling storyline, and it's tied into a greater universe. And I think the beauty of this movie is it's a great standalone film. Like, it's not too connected to the, like, in terms of direct 
references towards the rest of the MCU as much as some other ones. So really, someone who has no knowledge of the MCU can walk into this movie and understand what's going on. There are no direct ties to the greater MCU at all. Other, than, I mean, If you literally just watch this movie... The movie itself is just that. It is it is its own movie. You know, it does have those flashbacks to Civil War, but to anybody who's brand new to it, they would just see those as flashbacks to his father dying. And really the only reference to any other MCU movie that's out there is going to be uh, the end credit with Bucky. Really? Yeah, and, and, and if you aren't into the MCU and just watch this movie, you wouldn't need to watch the end credit scenes. No, no. I mean... The, the the connections are, you know, Ross is a connection, I guess, but it, he can also just be his own thing. I mean, I guess, uh, no, I mean, I can't really think of any other, like, connecting fibers that, no. that come in. You know what else I like, too, is that because this movie came out so close to when Infinity War came out and when Endgame came out, um, by that point, Infinity War... I think at that point, pre, pre-production was probably close to being wrapped up because they were already starting to show uh, some... some. His Infinity War was, what, May? So three months? Yeah. Um, I believe they had to turn around with Endgame. They put more Black Panther into Endgame. I don't know if they had enough time to do it with Infinity War. Maybe they did. I don't know. But I think what they I love did. about it, it was so close was that you knew who the characters were and you were like, oh, you know, you saw Wakanda, you saw the battle scene um, in Infinity Wars in Wakanda and you saw it for what it was, which was really cool. Yeah, I believe they did do reshoots, like last minute reshoots on Infinity War because of the success of Black Panther. They were like, oh, shoot, we got to get this character in there. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we are coming up close to our end time here. Maybe I even dare even say end game, but I'm bum. Uh, <laughs> uh, do we have anything else we want to add? Any other final thoughts on the uh, movie itself? I mean, really, really great film. Uh, I, I, this is one, you know, we talk about rewatchability on the podcast. This is one of those that I'm more than happy to sit down and watch over and over again. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I'm, I'm it's crazy. We've only got five episodes left. Uh, That's tomorrow. Nice. Holy tomorrow, tomorrow is Thor Ragnarok. Uh, the following is Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Endgame, and then Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I cannot what? believe we are rounding that bend already. I just It feels like we just started this yesterday, uh, which we didn't. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, take a look at Thor Ragnarok for tomorrow's uh, uh, episode. Um, this episode has been great. Matt, if they need to get a hold of us, uh, how do they do it? You can email us, beersandyears1928 at gmail.com. Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at beersears1928. Um, uh, we, we are more than happy to have anyone come on our journey. Uh, we are, are close to being done, but it's not too late to hop on, binge some episodes, and catch right on up. Well, folks, it's been a wonderful rest. Of, it's been a wonderful night. I hope you enjoy the rest of your night. And uh, we will see you tomorrow when we uh, take a look at Thor Ragnarok. Have a great day, guys. See you tomorrow.